Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stepping Forward Podcast. This is Rachel, and I am here today uh, for one of our September episodes, and I am interviewing my parents who are um, step-grandparents, I guess. We never really used step, but <laughs> and technically step-great-grandparents now too, right, guys? Um, yeah, I'm just not used to having the step in there because we don't usually use it in our family. But um, so, yes, here are my parents, Lewis and Tess. Hello. <laughs> oh, yep, they're here. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for being with me and agreeing to interview with me today. Um uh, why don't we start off just having you guys tell a little bit about yourselves, um, you know, what you think might be pertinent about you and about the family from your perspectives. Okay. You want to start? Um, we're married. <laughs> uh, we've been married for... 48 years, 48 years, and uh, we met at Brigham Young University and uh, got married a couple of weeks after I graduated, and Lewis graduated the next year, and then he went on after we had, well, he did some graduate work while we were, had, were having children. We lived up in Logan at that time, and uh, then we we lived in... Delta before you got your MBA, didn't we? Yes. But we have five children. Rachel's the youngest, kind of a caboose. <laughs> and then <laughs> she had lots of moms and dads bossing her around. <laughs> yeah. Well, not lots, but more than my fair share, I think. Yeah. <laughs> At least four. Yeah. Um, in Delta, well, after. After you were older, we had um, we did we did H and R Block, and I took all of you kids with me, and I also taught some of the tax classes. And then after you were in about third grade, I went back to work for the state of Utah, and um, well. And in various capacities, and yeah. then, and then, but Dad was busy during this I, time. <laughs> I worked uh, most of the time in Delta. Twenty-seven years, I worked at the power plant mm -hmm. uh, there, and uh, as a as a trainer. Uh, before that, we did whatever it took to feed the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> well, you managed Sears and managed the Sears uh, department, the drove truck. Um, managed a oh, Walgreens, a Walgreens mm -hmm. drug store, and you know just many things. Right. Okay. So that's our background. We both have bachelor's degrees. I have a master's in business. Lots of music in our family. Yeah, we have a music. Uh, well, you have a degree in music, and we used to take you children with us and sing at various functions. Uh, with the, as a family, Fourth of July programs, all kinds of different things, and then, mm -hmm. and then I think the girls sing more than the boys, but Sean sings quite a bit. 
your older brother. So anyway, we have the music and enjoyed that a lot. Enjoyed a lot of hiking. We, um, we've, uh, since we've retired, we've served a couple of missions for our church and, uh, uh, we're, we're busy. Busy fighting off the ravages of age. <laughs> 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 and still yeah. still raising your children it seems like sometimes right uh, well and we've enjoyed our grandchildren immensely you know we we've enjoyed our children and grandchildren and, and now we're um, enjoying some great grandchildren we were surprised we even enjoyed our children when they were teenagers and <laughs> we've done a lot of fun different things went on a lot of family trips and we have that's true um all right so you guys have five kids and out of the five of us, four of us have stepkids and that's a pretty high percentage, right? Like 80% of your kids have stepkids. That's, that is that's pretty high. That's kind of unusual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's high to us. <laughs> kind of sneaked up on us. We didn't really plan it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I no, don't think but... anyone plans it that way, really. <laughs> well, it's, uh, the more the merrier kind of, you know, so. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. We've always been happy to welcome stepchildren into the family and, and never call them that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of not, but that's been in my family at least, that was not allowed, even though I had no stepbrothers or sisters and, and no step anything, except back into the history of the family. Um, I was raised on lots of stories. My grandfather was one of the youngest children of 1847 Pioneer Archibald Gardner, and I made a big mistake once. My grandfather was my good friend, and he really got me interested in the family genealogy and our histories. And um, I'd, I had met all these great uncles. They ran mills, sawmills, and gristmills, and I knew these men. I mean, I knew these people. Mm -hmm. And I was about 17. And of course, they were passing away when, when I was, you know, as, as I was growing up. And I looked at this picture, and I was looking at the, reading the genealogy and learning how to read these charts. And I said to my grandfather, I said, oh, Grandpa, I didn't know Uncle Oz was your half-brother. And, and that's the only time he got, was ever stern with me. And I didn't really mean anything. I was just very surprised because he had lived with the, their family most of his life, and and uh, this, this is a polygamous family we're talking about back in the 1800s, and my grandpa was born in 1885, and he said to me, in the Archibald Gardner family, there are no half-brothers or half-sisters or step-anything. Mm -hmm. We are all one big family, and we treat each other equally. It was a real lesson to me because uh, that – as I've, we've gone through things, I've found things from uh, brothers and sisters of his that were way older, what, like a general, you know, and it was a real lesson to me because they act that family. I, I know all families, it wasn't all happy for everybody and everything, but in that family, they truly lived that and, uh, and really had an, an amazing amount of harmony. So anyway, just an interesting side note. Yeah. That's a really cool, you know, historical story that I don't, you know, I don't think everyone has experiences that necessarily go back that far that give 
uh, credence to this idea that so many step families and blended families try to live now that, you know, we don't have halves and we don't have steps. It's we're just family. Right. So, and I know I've always appreciated that. I, I was a young teenager when we first, you know, drafted some of these kiddos into our family. (laughs) And, um, I've always appreciated how much you guys have really, uh, gone out of your way to make sure that you weren't separating grandkids and weren't, you know, excluding or including anyone based on, on that. Right. Well, that's, that's good. I'm glad that came across that way. That's the way I think, that's the way we've always felt like it should be, isn't it? Just, we're just family. Yeah. That was easy, but it. (laughs) Well, was it ever not easy though? Were there ever times that it felt like confusing or difficult or you weren't quite sure what to do? Like maybe you didn't know who all was going to be at a certain event or that kind of thing. Well, that happens all the time. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh, hello. I'm glad you came. (laughs) We almost never know who's going to make it, who's not. We always get extra food. (laughs) There's enough food. Well, there there are always challenges with uh, with welcoming new, new family members, especially when they because they all bring different histories, different baggage, as, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there's some adjustments to be made. And so you have to be, you have to be welcoming, you have to be accepting, you have to be able to, to be flexible and get them into the family in ways that are comfortable for them as well as for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that changes a lot based on each individual, it seems like. Everyone is an individual, and it takes a little while to figure out what it is that each individual needs, what what it is that each brings with them. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out personalities. Uh, each one is different. It takes a lot. Of, it takes sometimes. It takes a long time because some of the baggage is heavy. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's very easy to, to to get them to be happy in, a, in the family and and fit right in. So we've had enough experience. We've seen some of each. Yeah. <laughs> we really have. One thing I noticed, though, when, when they're young, the the ones that came in, yeah, the younger they were, the better. And then also one thing that really helps is cousins. Uh, they, You know, we've had some shocked, shocked grandchildren when they found out as they got older that they were not biologically. <laughs> big shock, you know, and in fact, tears. And um, and shock from the from the child from the ones that that weren't biologically related to us. But that's another thing. Is I don't I don't know how far we can. We've tried to uh, we've tried to without being pushy. We've tried to uh, the the way the inclusion is. We, I mean, we've tried to have like maybe. Well, they're not unwritten rules. They're just kind of the way we do things in our family, and we've tried to incorporate that. And it hasn't. A couple of people have had. A couple of kids have had a hard time. I can think of one no, in particular, had, but we've, um, had, we've had occasions when we, our inclusiveness, our, our inten- intentional inclusiveness, has caused some stress because we've included some 
people that some others in their family didn't want included. Mm. Uh, and uh, and so that's a, that's how, of course, interpersonal stuff is always a difficult thing. But sometimes it can happen that, uh, that those tensions spring up just because uh, we try to include everybody that wants to be included. Right. Yeah. And if you make too big of a fuss and are too feisty, girl, grandma's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> and if grandma ain't happy, you know. <laughs> ain't nobody happy. <laughs> they kind of get the point that they're loved and included and wanted, and but let's not um, try not to infringe on somebody else or make it hard on someone else, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially the the young, you know, little kids, they need a break and they don't need somebody giving them a bad time in for, for many directions. So right. sometimes they come into the family with a history that makes them very cautious about feeling included. They've got uh, They've been in situations where they have been ex excluded by one side of the family or the other. Mm -hmm. And so now they're cautious, now they're careful. And uh, it takes some time to break those barriers down. Uh, uh, so that's that's an issue. Right. Well, I know... Um... I know in uh, Ember's family, they've had some issues and, and we've interviewed Ember on the podcast, but they had some issues when their girls were younger with uh, one set of grandparents only buying presents for biological grandchildren and excluding, um, right. you know, step or yeah, yeah, step grandchildren. And I know like Ember's solution a lot of times was to take everything that was purchased and return it and then redivvy things out, um, right. which I think, you know, Ember and Jason, that was really clever for them to do it that way, because right. that is something I see a lot in other groups. But um, I don't know. I don't think any of us have ever had that issue with you guys. So what what kind of things do you guys do when you're planning you know, presents and events, because you, you guys have big events for all of us. Like at Christmas, everybody gets their own stocking at your house. Everybody has their own stuff. And I, I, I've always admired how you guys do that, but I'm thinking about it and I'm like that, that has to take a fair amount of planning and, you know, mental and emotional effort. <laughs> so uh, it does. And it's uh, almost entirely done by your mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, not totally, not totally, and you know, uh, we try to keep things uh, fair, but you can't be equal. And most of the kids, not you can't do everything just the way you're supposed to. But then you get to know each person, and you they see something during the year, and you think, oh, that'd be fun. And then sometimes it's a real stress trying to fill out something for somebody else, or mm -hmm. you know, it, it can be stressful. But we usually have a good time. It's been we're getting older and a scale harder, but, but how would you like to be a kid and not, and you don't understand, you know, I mean, and you wouldn't even, a, even a teenager, it's not, oh, they're not my grandparents. So they got something and I didn't, well, is that fair? Is that right? Right. Is that human decency? That is not human decency, especially to do that to a child. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, that's kind of been our attitude, but, 
if they're mm-hmm. children or they're not. Either are children or they're not, and and they are. Anybody so they're all in, anybody yeah. that comes into our family in any way is one of our children or grandchildren, and that's why we try to treat everybody. And there's a couple of times I thought I'm going to call that grandma and bop her in the nose, but I never did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to. Call them and tell them you're hurting the children's feelings, but we've done that. But we've gone through the the process with raising our own children of uh, having them understand that you're not going to be treated exactly alike. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we run across a Christmas present, for instance, or a bargain birthday present that's useful for one child, that child will get that, and the others won't, but they will get something that's appropriate for them eventually. Right, and that's hard for the one that doesn't get it right. <laughs> so we have to we've we've tried to explain to the children and get them to understand that. So um, those are those are issues with the and those are the same issues with the grandkids. And well, so one of the things I wanted to ask you about is is kind of complicated, and I'm not going to call out like which sibling it is for this um, because um, I will let them address it when I interview them if they want to. <laughs> but one of the siblings in our family um, was married previously and had stepkids in that marriage. And I know that it was really difficult when uh, when that marriage dissolved to lose access to those, those children. Um, right. And I know, like, what, what was... The experience that you guys had with that. Well, there's an, of course, there's an experience of loss. I mean, you lose grandchildren when that happens. They've been part of the family, uh, involved in family activities. Mm-hmm. We visited with, them, taking care of them from time to time, and now they're not there anymore. And that's a hard thing. It's like losing a grandchild, and uh, that's happened with actually two of your siblings in one way or another. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just I think I feel like we have more access to one of those fam- one of the families just because the kids are older and and go out. You know, they make the effort to stay in contact to some extent. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, and we we still do have contact and some activities with one of those grandchildren, and so uh, it's a it's a hard things like having a grandchild. And then not having that grandchild be there anymore, especially if you totally lose contact. Yeah, it was hard because, well, we didn't totally lose contact ourselves. It was just, it was a situation where, um, because of what happened, the sibling in our family could not, I mean, it was a lot, a lot to recover from, a Mm. lot. Uh, for your sibling and so we but we um and and you know so besides everything that happened she had she lost her stepkids so then and uh, her children essentially she really well better anyway a lot was done for them a lot of sacrifice a lot of effort and a lot of um good things Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of which really helped the children I'll say that it helped the children so much and and that, that's a good thing and that's that's never wasted and that you know so that's 
that's a good point there. We sent um, for years. We're not doing it now, but for a number of years, we sent uh, birthday and Christmas cards, and and uh, that's. But we never heard back. We never. It wasn't. There was no reciprocation, so we didn't quite know what was going on. Yeah, and we just didn't care. We just did it, and then it just kind of. Sometimes I think we probably should still be doing it, but we uh, we didn't. And then I, I don't know. Uh, they came out. Uh, a couple of them came out a few years ago, and uh, two of them, and uh, it was it was just difficult because I don't know. We didn't we didn't see we didn't see them, and it was kind of awkward for us. And I don't know. Did you were you there when they came to visit? No, I wasn't. Anyway. I heard about it, but I wasn't there. And it was almost like we couldn't decide quite what to do. I would have loved to have gone and and given the kids a hug, but it was just like I can't I can't see him again because I'm not gonna see him again. I'm not gonna ever have him again. And so it was too hard. Plus I can't think oh, we were were we on a mission? We were on a mission. Oh, yeah. yeah. We Why wouldn't we? Because we were thinking about doing it. We couldn't do it. And it was difficult to think about doing it. Because, but the one, the one, um, the youngest one, we've been able to keep track of a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's hard because, and that's another issue because, they're there one minute and gone the next, you know, with some of, but, but the one other, the other sibling, um, he's actually been able to, uh, they're, the kids are very re responsive and coming around. Another one is coming, you know, yeah. they're coming around. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, because of the situation, the youngest one in that family, we, I think we'll have contact with later, but not right now, but it's okay. We still send, you know, graduation cards with yeah, so money in or something, you know, and so, uh, so it's important that if they and they appreciate, it seems like they've appreciated being thought of, at least that one we we know of. Yeah, yeah. Never know the other kids, and I don't know. We put our return address on, but um, the way the situation was, we didn't even know if they got. We don't even know if they got what we sent. So. Right. You know, the, the further one away, the stuff we mailed all those years, we don't know if they, we never knew if they got it, but somebody got it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think if their uh, biological grandmother, who we sent, whom we would send it to, got it, I feel that she would, she gave it to them. Yeah. <laughs> She was injured in an accident, and so maybe for a year or two there, we don't know what happened, but because she was seriously injured in a car accident, and then she was okay, and she's a nurse. And right. Anyway, I think she, uh, and, and we had a pretty good relationship with her to a point, you know, right. when, we, when we'd visit, and I think that she would, she did what she could to, uh, she would maybe had to do some stuff under the table, but, you know, I think she... <laughs> was capable of it. So, I mean, yeah, she would do it. Right. And I think I agree with you on that one. I think she did make sure they got stuff whenever she could. 
from you guys. So, yeah. and also I, it made an impact on me to see that you guys continued to send things and, you know, let them know that you were, you know, still around and thinking about them even after. And we think about them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still do. Yeah. Right. So, um, well, let's see. I'm trying to think what else there was to talk about. I think, I don't know. I just think you guys have done a really good job. Of, like, obviously, you did a good job of um, raising kids who are open and loving. Otherwise, you wouldn't have four out of five kids with, you know, blended families. Um but I think also you've done a really good job of helping us all blend our families and just really be one big cohesive family. Um, is there any advice that you guys would have for other grandparents in your situation that, you know, maybe could help another family? Well, I think even if you don't get an immediate reward, you need to know anytime you help a child, whether it's your biological grandchild whom you dearly love or one that's come in that you've learned to love, that anytime you help a child, that is not wasted. You may not get, you may never know what you've done. And um, and never give up. Yeah, that's, that's good that's, and Churchill's advice, never, 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 never give up. Yeah. And I I think um, it, was, it was easy in some respects because the children were all cohesive. You'd see all these kids doing something together, and, and you would never think, well, that one's my biological grandchild and that one isn't you never you know you don't do that although sometimes they're it's it's different because some kids have issues and you're like well you knock it off you know <laughs> you got to be careful but but you still need to you know set, set some boundaries and expect them to because our boundaries and our way of life or our kind of our philosophy um we feel strongly that it kind of needs to be adhered to by everyone in the family because it's, it's open and loving and we don't want to have, of course things always come up, but we want to have inclusiveness and we want to have fun. And that's the main thing. So we try and plan activities maybe and do different things at Thanksgiving or something that, and, uh, and have meet as much as possible. But that's another thing is um, we, we feel like I know some people down Here's a couple, especially, and they're like, we just have certain things we do. We're old now, and so we're going to do this, 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 and this. Well, we've been doing this, this, and this our whole lives. We've gone a lot of places. We've done a lot of things with you kids and without. We have had the opportunity to, to go to different countries, to do the things, some of the things we've wanted to do with the kids and, and on our own. And our philosophy is, why did you have children if you don't want to be with them and with their children? Why did, you know, we have children because we wanted children and we're very happy that our children have children. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so uh, I just, uh, just do not understand 
like this couple said, I just am not going to tend my grandkids and I'm not going to do anything and I'm not going to, uh, you know, I've worked my life. Well, I worked my life. <laughs> I worked my way through school. I have a degree. I did all this stuff and I worked as a growing up and I worked as an adult. And why would you quit working at life? I'm yeah. not going to, you know, and working for the family and doing different things. And we get really, really tired, but um, we get a lot of satisfaction. A lot. And life is still an adventure. Yeah. (laughs) It's never boring. Sick of the doctor routine, though. When I was working, when I had my uh, office, uh, this isn't got anything to do with anything, but up at the hospital, uh, they had, uh, you know, that at the visiting physician's office they had these charts for uh, different things and mm-hmm. there was one for the and it said enjoy the golden years and somebody had written in a, on a pen the doctors get all the gold and <laughs> brought a big pen across this <laughs> chart the doctors get all the gold and I thought oh <laughs> brother so it's kind of true but meanwhile you know kids are we want them to be healthy, happy, um, and that's what makes for a good family. I think that I think that philosophy makes for a good family, no matter what. And and it's been really hard a few times. It's been hard, mm-hmm. but and we've come home maybe and discussed a couple of things, and and uh, I don't I, and I and there actually I don't know what how much detail you want, but most of most of it's. As they grow up, they're doing pretty well, really, you know. Yeah. All the kids, all of them. Right. Well, and I know a lot of that has to do with you guys and how you've led the family and just really supported a lot of us. You know, I don't I don't know that the my little family would have made it without support from you guys and from the siblings and everybody. So I think you guys are good examples that people can look to as they're trying to figure out, you know, a messy, crazy, blended family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, we appreciate that. That's and, nice to say. We do appreciate it. <laughs> and some, some kids have had it harder than others. And that's just, that's life. Things yeah. are still not coming out quite evenly. Different, different kids that still have different challenges Yeah, and need kinds of support. So it's still, Principle still stands. Right. Good thing being the camera at me either. <laughs> I've got the camera in my hand, so I'll point it where I want to. How <laughs> <Now> dare. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, anything? One thing I've noticed about our, our children and it, all of you doesn't matter what you've all got number of children in your family is uh, is your willingness to to do difficult things and to uh, make the effort to to have a unified and happy family and uh, taking the steps necessary because um, it just you just got to face it some children are, are much more difficult than others mm-hmm. uh, no matter their origin or how they came into your family. That's just the way that's human nature. And that's something that's 
um, you need to take all the steps you can to maybe um, make things easier. I know it's hard. Like there's some children that don't give you hardly any trouble and they kind of take it on the chin too a few times. Like uh, if there's a child acting up and the parents have to spend a lot of time with that child, sometimes there's um, resentment, you know, from this, from the other children. Um, yeah. yeah. Sometimes that goes away quickly and sometimes it doesn't. So um, I think you just have to try to, and, and try and see, because sometimes as grandparents, we can see where a child's, a grandchild's being affected because of some of these issues. And so we'll try to, we've tried to, well, it's not really our business. Sometimes I guess we've said, you know, that we, we need to pay a little more attention to this child, but we don't say things like that very often. We just try and maybe step in and if we're, uh, you know, available and, and close by and step in and do a little more or take take that child if an opportunity comes up and it's amazing how often maybe in the past that's happened where we can just say why don't you come and do this with me for a minute or something like that yeah know? and uh, we're getting to where we can't do that as much but but that's been a way to mitigate some of the things that go on but that's that's not necessarily a stepchild issue either. <laughs> it is really well, I mean, that's, that's, that's just a family kid issue. That's a family, family thing. Right. Well, it is really appreciated, though. I think, um, you know, like you said, it does happen in every family. But I think a lot of times kids in a blended family, uh, it, you know, it happens, that seems to happen more frequently just because of all the emotions and different things they're dealing with. And they're trying to figure out, you know, their new dynamic and takes a little right. more attention and focus you on know, them. Often they don't have the tools to deal with that dynamic. Right. And then I can think of as the, one of the situations where, the other parent was um, there and, and interfering and doing all this stuff and, I mean, really messing around. And then because of the situation and a couple of things, because of consequences, then they were not there. And, boy, is it a lot easier to deal with life when you don't have – I mean, that's just a fact of life. Um Sometimes you're like, what is your motive? Do you care about this child? What is your motive? What are you doing? And you can't help but think that as a grandparent sometimes. But in our position, there's nothing at all we can could do about it. But we, we were able, in one situation, to give some advice to um, be scared. Don't respond and duck. Duck. You've got other issues going on here. Just duck under the radar. And anytime you can do that with when there's um, missiles flying around, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, boy, you're better off. And right, I mean, um, it, it it was a lot. It just made a lot of difference when some of that when there, some of that was able you're able to avoid some of that. And sometimes you can't. That's all there is to it. Right. You know, sometimes that can't be avoided, but. But it's uh, always better to um, 
unless the unless the health and welfare of the child is at risk, what let stuff go, you know, because half the time it doesn't come to anything. Yeah. Disengage whenever you can. Yeah. I don't know. Minimizing conflict is always a good idea. Right. Yeah, you and definitely that, have to pick your battles. Yeah. And that's hard sometimes because sometimes you feel like saying, yeah, she's such a dweeb or he's such a dweeb or something like that, you know. And you can't do that in front of those children. Right. You cannot, their their self-esteem, sometimes you just do it because they need to um, remain intact, find out themselves who they are, have their own self-esteem, and they don't need they don't need stuff flying around. Or, you, you know, that even though you guys it, have been good about that. Even though it's not it's <laughs> not a good not a good tactic. <laughs> Now the kids, the, for the children's sake, that those those conversations need to be private from them. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you guys want to share? Well, we like you. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Stepping Forward podcast. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at stepping forward podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook stepping forward podcast. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. um, And the handle there is at step forward show. Uh, We hope to hear from some of you, our step parents, and we've loved getting the messages that we've received so far. We have another week of September after this, and then we have some really fun shows planned for October. So Stay tuned. And in the meantime, keep on stepping. Only what love.